The All My Favorite People podcast is proudly sponsored by Peace Love T-Shirts. Go to peacelovet-shirt.com to see the entire All My Favorite People collection of shirts, hats, and bags. While you're there, check out the other collections from our collaborators like Healing and Hope, The Controversy, and Ink Happy. Go to peacelovet-shirt.com and use code FAVORITE for $5 off your first order. Hey friend, get ready to listen in on some long-form conversations and authentic stories with people who have decided to turn their mess into their mission and their past into their purpose. We'll talk on topics like faith, family, and entrepreneurship. Here we go. Hey guys, it's Brittany Jones, and thanks for watching another episode of All My Favorite People. Today with me, I have my friend, Kara McCuller. Hey, Kara. Hi. How are you, girl? I am so good. Thank you for having me. Of course. Well, I'm having Kara on today because she's just got an awesome blog called Grateful Hearts Gather. And um, I've just been kind of watching what she's been doing. And it's really resonated with me, just some of the things that she's been talking about, just her journey with Christ and her family and motherhood and kind of talking about a lot of the same things we do here. So thanks so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Yes, me too. And I'll give you guys a little backstory real quick. So Kara and I were um, cubicle mates (laughs) back in the day um, at church when we were both on staff at Discovery. And um, it was just such a nice time having someone near me who was like, Around my same age, I think I'm older than you. I think I got you <laughs> maybe, a years. maybe just a tad. Yeah, um, but, you know, someone around my same age. Yeah. You know, we both love God. We both were like deep in ministry. Just kind of gave our whole hearts to that at that time of our lives. And um, I just remember like getting my desk decorated for my birthday. And, like <laughs> just all the fun things and things that we would do to kind of support each other. But I know that you are you and your husband Keenan, which I'm going to let you share a little bit about your family. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys were transitioning out of ministry full time at Discovery when um, when I was still there, mm-hmm. um, and then you started your motherhood journey. I think shortly thereafter. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about you, your family, and then we'll jump into Grateful Hearts Gather and really what your blog is all about. Yeah. So. Um... My husband and I have been married for almost nine years at this point, which is crazy, Um, but super, super exciting. And God has done such a work in both of our lives. But like you said, we were on staff at Discovery together and Keenan was there also. So we were doing full-time ministry together for, um, I was there for five years. He was there longer than I was. Um, But yeah, God did a lot Um, a lot in our hearts and in our lives during that time. Um, And then in the process of that, he called us out um, and I could feel that coming. I could hear him like whispering, it's coming. Yeah. And it was all just so kind of nerve wracking for me because that's what I knew at the time. Um, But I'll share a little bit more about that later. So uh, my husband and I have been married for almost nine years. We have two little girls. I have a three-year-old and a two-year-old, which is (laughs) just a a lot. lot. Yeah. (laughs) A lot. Um, But so exciting. It's been such a blessing. I mean, you know, motherhood is such an amazing journey and it's so hard all at the same time. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, in the <laughs> trenches, we say. In the trenches. So yes. two little girls, right? Yes. So yeah. you're a girl mom. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm a boy mom. So that's I fun. I know. And you did the back-to-back thing. That's impressive. Yes. Yeah. That was um, not totally planned, um, but they're 19 months apart. And honestly, it was really hard in the beginning. Really, really hard. But at this point, um, my oldest is almost four. So they're getting to a really, really fun age where they like to play together and just seeing their personalities grow and all of that is just so fun. 
That's awesome. Yeah. I love four. I think four might be my favorite age because they're yeah. still so like cuddly and yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know about your girls, but my boys were so cuddly at that age and still yeah. very much wanting to be with mama. And now they're already on to like, I mean, both I, and he's already wow. like video games and you know, right, right. big brothers are doing. So right. yeah, um, that's awesome. Well, why don't you share a little bit about, um, we can just jump right in. Let's talk yeah, about sure. transition out of ministry into motherhood and um, kind of just, I'm assuming that's where the blog kind of sprung from was. Yeah. Journey. Yeah. So um, it started a little bit pre-motherhood. So I've been blogging for about six years. Um, so a couple years earlier than that, but it started in, as I was kind of alluding to before in the season of, I really felt like God was preparing me for something. Um, and so I heard him say, you need to spend specific time with me, like consistent. You need to pick a time and spend time with me consistently. And, um, excuse me. So I started to do that and it was such a great season for me. It really was like, God was doing so much. I could hear him clearly, you know, but at the same time, I knew that there was something coming. So it was that kind of like the little bit scary, you know, thing happening. Um, and so he called us out, he called Keenan and I out of discovery. And at the time I was having some health issues, some stuff that was going on that you may or may not remember, but in the process of that, right before he called us out, I was healed he healed me, which was just amazing. Like one of the most amazing experiences of my life. I do remember Um, that. Can we pause and talk about that really quick? That was was amazing. I I do remember that. Yeah. So I had, I had some health issues for a couple of years and they kind of were getting worse. Um, and what I found out was a lot of it was being, uh, made worse because of all of the stress that I was feeling because of these health issues. Um, and so I had this opportunity to go on a mission trip and I was so nervous because, um, I had all these health issues and I was like, what, what is going to happen here? Um, and so I was praying about it and I heard so clearly, if you go, I will heal, heal you. Mm. And I just thought like, what (laughs) is this real? Like, is this, I know that this is God, but did I just make this up? You know? And so I asked for confirmation and literally within the hour I had gotten multiple, multiple forms of confirmation. Mm. And so I stepped out in faith and I went on this trip. And during the trip, the people that we were there working with prayed for me and I was healed. Um, and it was just like, I can't even begin to tell you the, all, all of the details in that, like God is a God of details. And there was so much wrapped up in that. All of the stress that I was feeling because of, of all of these health issues was gone. You know, the fact that I wasn't even really sure if I was going to be able to be a mom, if I was going to be able to be pregnant because I had these health issues. Um, and so that was gone. Like there was just so much, it felt like my life was turning in such a beautiful way. Um, and so right, right after that, we came back. Well, I came back from this trip. I was, um, I wasn't able to go with Keenan, which also made me, (laughs) made me nervous, but again, it was God orchestrating everything for me to just be completely faith-filled and trust him. Um, and you know, that when God promises something, he will always come through on that promise. So of course it was amazing, but I came home and shortly after that, God called us out into a different season. And so we both, um, left discovery and, uh, it was a really weird transition for me because that's all that I really knew in ministry at the time. Um, and so we both kind of stepped out into these other corporate non-Christian fields. Um, and I remember this is kind of, this is kind of where this blog and my passion for this came from, because I remember thinking, man, this is really hard. Like I came from a season where I was being poured into constantly, you know, especially being on staff and in ministry, there was 
there were staff meetings every week. There was, you know, I was in mentoring groups and I was constantly being poured into. And then we walked out of that season and it was like nothing, all of that stopped, you know? Mm. And so that was a really hard transition for me. But I remember thinking, this is what a lot of women go through on a regular basis. You know, a lot of people don't have the same experience that I do. And so trying to figure out how to really um, experience God in fullness and in truth and believing the things that he said about me and the things that he said about himself, you know, and trying to piece it all together on my own was really difficult. And so that's where this is kind of branched into is, is I really have a passion and and a desire to help women kind of just take them on a journey with me and step-by-step showing women how to experience God, because I have seen it firsthand in my own life. I know that God is present. I know that God is the same God today that he was yesterday, that he was in the Bible, you know? So, um, I just really have a desire for women to experience that same fullness that he, that he freely offers us, you know, but it is really difficult to kind of find that, um, on your own, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I had a moment of, I wouldn't call it a crisis of faith, but I, I felt something similar once I Mm -hmm. was out of full-time ministry where the depth factor for me felt like it wasn't there anymore. Like the, I, and I totally understand what you're saying. Like we were part of discipleship groups and there Mm -hmm. were, and not that like, it's different when you attend a church and you're there and you just go and you, you know, you're maybe part of a small group or something like that. That it's different than when you're, yeah in an environment where you're talking about God all the time, your, you know, your peers and your people that are working side by side, shoulder to shoulder with you, they believe the same thing as you, they, mm-hmm. you know, they pour, mm-hmm. like you said, pour into you on a daily basis. So yeah. it's a complete shift into yeah, that totally. the real world, if you will. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I think what happened with, with motherhood specifically for you and me, like our journeys, mm. I was transitioning kind of out of that season of running mops and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. connected community available for moms. And you were like, just coming into that mom season. And it kind of like, we were like two trains passing in the night, right? Like yeah, yeah. On different kind of schedules there. And I remember when you told me you're pregnant, I was so excited for you. <laughs> we got barbecue. I don't know if you remember, but um, yeah. And I was just so happy for you. And I don't think that I realized that some of those health issues potentially could have, you know, made that challenging for you. And so what an amazing miracle and promise, you know, from God, even in your, your children, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that was kind of the, one of the things that God really, I mean, I, I, okay. So I, we stepped out of this huge mega church. I started working um, in a corporate field and really had no plans on being a stay-at-home mom at any point in my life. That's like um, almost every stay-at-home mom I know. By yeah, the way. We're all like, yeah. we're going back to work. <laughs> and then reality hits and you're like. Yeah. Yeah. So I had, I had this little baby and it was just like my whole heart changed completely. And so I quit my job. Um, but then I was really in this place of, oh my goodness, I don't have any outlet. Like this is my life 24 seven, this little tiny baby. I'm here by myself with this baby, you know, and all of these questions, it was like all kind of happening relatively at the same time where I was questioning, questioning, like, how do I really get deep and dive into my faith? And how do I learn how to be a mom? And all of these other, like, what is my value? What is, you know, what's my purpose here? All of these things that I thought I was on a path towards now all of a sudden had shifted. And so God really, really used my, my daughter and both of my children, but that season was so huge. He really forced me to take a look at some things that I didn't know about myself and um, some things that I kind of was being held 
captive to almost, you know, fear and anxiety and just all of these kind of emotions that I was like, Oh, <laughs> I don't want to deal with this stuff, you know, yeah. but he forces in motherhood. He, he kind of pinpoints these things for you yeah. that you have to work on. Um, and I really, I feel like I'm a different person than I was even five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel more confident. I feel, um, I have more joy and more, more peace and just all of that stuff that comes from the goodness of God. Right. And like being really in relationship with him. So yeah, it's been a journey, but it's been a, it's been a cool one. Yeah. And when you talk about just fear and anxiety, I, and you said, you know, it's almost like God's pinpointing you because of motherhood. It's so true. Like, Mm -hmm like you said, you've got this little person that now you're in charge of, right. And every decision you make doesn't just affect you anymore. It affects them, you know? And, and I think too, I don't know about you, but hi, my mom, hi mom, you're going to laugh at me. (laughs) Um, I just remember my mom being like, you know, overly worried in my mind as a kid. I was like, why are you worried about that? Like, that's not a big deal or who cares, you know? And she's like, when you're a mom, you'll understand. (laughs) Man, do I understand? Like there's a piece of your heart literally just walking around in the world. Right. You know, like I, I, I never thought of myself as a fearful person, Uh but when you have a kid, you're like, oh my gosh, I hope everything's okay with them at school today. Or, yeah. you know, like I need to teach them X, Y, and Z so they don't right. run out in traffic. Or right. <laughs> basic things, but even like just the anxiety and the fear that comes along with, you know, having children who mm-hmm. have their own minds and their own mm-hmm. will, and they're all mm-hmm. of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, I can I can attest and agree with you on that, that it, it very much brought up those feelings in me as well. And it's weird because I, I wasn't like that pre kids. Yeah. Like the yeah. mom part is really what brought that out. Yeah. Yeah. So See, I was like that. <laughs> I know. And- I know very clearly that I was fearful and anxious about a lot of things. But I think a lot of that also was tied to like people pleasing and let's talk about that. Yeah. Caring so much about what people thought of me. Um, and so, yeah, God has really done a work in my heart. And at this point it's like, I I'm good with who I am, you know, and obviously I'm still growing and, and all of that, but I really don't think that I could be at this place now that I am writing this blog and being vulnerable and being honest and being genuine with who I am. Um, if it weren't for the motherhood, the motherhood journey that God has, you know, had me on. So, yeah. So tell me about, you have a resource on your website too. Um, I just downloaded it the other day. What is, can you tell us about that? Yeah. So it's, um, it's a five part study. It's through Ephesians. Um, and it's, it's called finding unshakable confidence in Christ. So this is, this is the journey that God has had me on, right? I've always kind of been an anxious person. I've cared so much about what people think of me. Um, and that is not what God has for us. Like that is not what he wants me to be living in, in a daily basis, you know, and I know that so many other women have that same kind of concern. Um, and so it really is just, um, I wanted to kind of give women a resource to do something that was easy. Almost. It's not a hard read, you know, it's not a hard study, but it also gives you the opportunity to dive in. I wanted to kind of give you a lot of questions to think about a lot of things that you can reflect on in yourself, because I think that that's what really helps us, um, dive deeper into our relationship with God is that we have so many roots that, um, of different triggers and different, uh, concerns and, and all of these emotions that we carry on a daily basis, they're all rooted in something. Um, 
And so I think the best way for us to really get to that, to find healing and wholeness is to be able to be self-aware and kind of dig into some of those places that maybe seem a little bit scary um, and maybe seem like we don't really want to go there. But when you do, when you dig into that stuff and do that with God prayerfully, he really starts to reveal a lot of places that have been covered up for so long. Um, and once you dig into that, I think that's really where, where healing comes from. Yes, girl. I totally, <laughs> honestly, I totally yeah. agree with that. Yeah. I've been on this kind of self-discovery journey for the last several years also. And I think one thing that, especially in the Christian, in Christian circles, um, you know, there's this idea that like, don't look within, which mm-hmm. I get like my source mm-hmm. is not me. Right. But yes. I got junk from my past. Right. I have junk from the way I was raised or the way I was, you know, the, the lies that my own self, um, talk have kind yeah. of convinced me of yeah. over mm-hmm. the years. And, and you're right. That is all, um, that is all things that need to be uncovered mm-hmm. and brought to light, but yeah. in the context of the Bible and in the context yes, of absolutely. what Jesus, um, and really what God says about us as mm-hmm his children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Cause there's so many other voices. Like that's so prevalent for us, especially in our culture. Now there's so many voices telling us who we should be, what we should, you know, look like what we should think about how we should process things. There's so many other voices, um, that it's, it is really easy to get caught up in that and to start to believe all of those other things that, sometimes are not harmful, but when you add it all up together, you know, it, it, it takes you farther away from who God has created you to be. Yeah. Yeah. I read something recently. There's a book by Ali Beth Stuckey. I don't know if you know her or have read her Mm -mm, stuff, but she has a book. It's called you're not enough and that's okay. Mm, Yes. And I loved it because there's this like whole movement right now where it's like, you know, just look inside of you and like, you are enough and you're worthy. And it's like, no, No. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, if I was worthy and was enough and had it all together, I don't know about you, but you know, the way that she described it was you can't be the problem and the solution. Like if you're having inner turmoil and you're, you're anxious and all these things, how are you going to look at your own self for the answers? That, right. That's contradictory, at least in, from my perspective, you know, yeah, it was really interesting to just kind of take all these things that we hear, you know, especially as women mm-hmm. and, and kind of debunk them, if you mm-hmm. will, um, mm-hmm. because, you know, God really is the only, the only answer and the mm-hmm. only solution to that turmoil yeah. that we feel. Yeah. Yeah. My, my oldest daughter is starting to say it's not fair now, which I hate, I hate. Um, and so I have been telling her every time she says it's not fair, listen, (laughs) we don't say that in our house. Like nothing is fair and it's not, it's not okay. Or God honoring for me to, to teach you that things are fair because we don't get what, is fair. If we were, if we were measuring things by that, you know, like we would all be in In the, in a bad place, in a bad (laughs) place. We would all be in a bad place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That it just goes, yeah. It goes with that same, that same idea of being enough or, you know, looking to ourselves for, or I deserve, I deserve this. Gosh, that's another one that is so it's thrown around just so much these days. Oh, you deserve this. Do I, (laughs) do I deserve anything good? Really? Mm. You know, and then at what point does it just become self-worship, right? Exactly. You're just idolizing yourself. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So let's go back to the people pleaser piece, because that's a huge yeah. piece for me too, that I've worked through. I don't know, like, I don't want to blame anything on ministry because I can't say for sure, but I think working in that field where 
you're kind of expected to, mm. I don't know, like this is going to get <laughs> awkward for a second, but and perform <laughs> is not the right word, but like, yeah. again, you're in a group of people who think like you and mm-hmm. also love Jesus and have mm-hmm. really like high expectations of excellence, which I think is sure. great. Right. Yeah. But there does get, there does become, there becomes this like people pleasing factor where you just say yes, whether right. you're burnt out or you have right. the capacity for it or not, you just say yes and you pull it off somehow. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, even with me just personally, I've always, I feel like I've always struggled with my own boundaries of mm. like, I was actually just talking to Hayden, who's my 17 year old last night about this. And I was saying, you know, I literally just within the last year have gotten to a place where, you know, something happens. And normally I would just, the, the old Brittany would just be like, yes, okay, no problem. I'm, mm-hmm. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. The new me says, I can do that for you by this date or no, I'm sorry. We have something else going on that day. Like I love that the, and I've seen it around quite a bit, like no is a complete sentence, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that, those are things that are really helpful for me to hear because I am a, I'm a chronic people pleaser or was, and I, (laughs) when I talk to people, I'm like former people pleaser here. So just like take that with for whatever it is, you know? Yeah. How did you realize, how did you come to realize you were a people? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's that same idea of like, am I doing this because I one want to, two feel called to do this by God, or am I just doing it because I'm afraid that you're not going to like me or you're going to think that, you know, I'm not capable or something, you know, something along those lines, like what, why am I really doing the things that I'm, that I'm doing? Um, but I remember even, you know, in staff meetings, sometimes like I would be afraid to share because I wouldn't want people to think a certain thing of me. Like I, I specifically, so I have the gift of prophecy, which is a really cool gift, but it's also a really hard, scary gift. Um, and so I remember getting words from the Lord and I would, I would be like, uh, I don't know if I, <laughs> I don't know if I should share this or not. Um, and I would, and then just kind of beating myself up later on, which was the enemy. I know now was the enemy trying to make me feel bad about sharing, sharing God's word. But, um, yeah, so it's that whole, like, what am I rooted in? Like, what? what is the root issue of me feeling the way that I'm feeling about this? And I love what you said. And I love that, that healthy boundaries are becoming more normal now. Yeah. Um, which I think is just for me, I've, I've only noticed it in the past few years. So maybe it's been going on longer than that, but, um, I really love that healthy boundaries and being able to say, you know what, no, I can't do that. Or yes, I can do it, but I'm going to need more time or I'm, you know, yeah, being able to set those things for yourself, um, in order to be God honoring, right. In order not, not to like Lord it over people that we have some sort of power, but to be right. God honoring and to be, um, honoring of our family and our, our, our own time and all of that. So, yes. I actually made a little video the other day that I never ended up posting, but it was along these lines, which basically I was in a situation where I was feeling super stressed out because I had said yes. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to make it happen. I was trying to, you know, we own our own business and I'm kind of a bit of a one woman show. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I say yes. And then I try to pull it off and see what happens. (laughs) So this week, even, you know, it was one of those moments where I I could feel the stress like Mm -hmm. in, like, it was literally like growing inside of me. Mm -hmm. And in the moment I was like, I need to pick up the phone. I need to call this person. I need to explain Mm -hmm. to them what I'm feeling, what I can do. Yeah. And immediately once I, and I go like this to hang up the phone, you know, how that (laughs) that makes me look. Yes, Yes, I do too. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but I hang up the phone and, um, immediately felt better just by 
being truth. And really that's at the end yeah. of the day, the people pleasing piece is like, you're not being true to yourself yeah. and not in like a be true to yourself, like right. what woo woo sort of way, right. but just being true to yourself in that, like say what you need, like speak right. your needs, speak right. those things out loud to the people that can right. help you or the people yeah. that, you know, are pressuring you. And, and there's just like this sense of just calm and mm-hmm. um, just peace that came over me, even just yeah. after having a three minute phone call, you yeah. know, getting yeah. it off my chest. Yeah. And I think that's such a good kind of rule to live by in general too, right? Cause we hear so many voices that like so much, you're not good enough. You're not whatever, all of this stuff. And that is something really beneficial that I've learned that like, if you hold all of that in the enemy is going to continue to just let it fester in you, yeah. you know, but when you bring it out into the light, so even when you're on your own, you're like, um, listen, if I'm journaling or I'm even just praying like, God, this is what I'm feeling, right? I feel like I'm not enough. I feel like I'm whatever X, Y, Z. In the same way, when you, sometimes you have to kind of reevaluate, like we, I'm probably not going to say this right, but like we go to a certain point with the information that we have and then you gain new information. Right. And so sometimes yeah. you have to reevaluate and go, you know what? I, I do need to call this person and say, Hey, actually I might need to reschedule or I might need to, you know, get some more time on this or whatever. And I think that all of that stuff is okay. As we start to normalize, like we are allowed, <laughs> we're allowed to reevaluate the situation, you know, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't always have to be a strict black and white kind of thing. Yeah. And how much of this, cause I know for me, a lot of this, um, just being truthful with myself, Mm -hmm. a lot of it has come forward more and become more of like who I really am because of the people that I'm choosing to surround myself with. Yeah. You found that in any way yeah. that like yeah. your circle actually helps you be the the true Kara, the true person that you you're wanting to be. Yeah, totally. And I mean that goes back to like our what our parents told us, right? <laughs> you know, like you have to surround yourself with good people. Yeah. 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 I know you're um you've been working with Chistel a little bit. So that's my yeah. segue into that. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about the unstoppable power of prayer and what you've been learning working with her. Um, I think a lot of that has just been um, not allowing overwhelm to stop me from what God is calling me to. You know, I think that as moms, as women, we have so much stuff going on and um, it's easy to kind of say, um, maybe I'll just put this on the back burner, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) you know, but if God, if God has called you to something, then he will absolutely equip you in order to, to go through with it. So, yeah. Yeah. Are you guys catching this theme? We talk about this exact thing quite a bit, actually. So It is. It's so true. Like if he calls you to it, he's going to give you the resources and he's going to order your steps and give you favor. Are there going to be challenges and hard things along the way? Of course. But, but it does, it's like the burden is light. It's kind of that mentality of like, it doesn't feel hard. It doesn't feel like trying and striving. It feels like I'm just walking in my purpose and what God called me to. Yeah. 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 And when those, when those emotions kind of come about and you do feel overwhelmed, like, let me sit down and and evaluate why it is that I'm feeling that way. You know, let me ask God reveal to me why it is that I'm starting to feel these emotions of overwhelm and, you know, stress and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So much of, I think what we deal with as women, especially as moms, especially moms, at home in the trenches all day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's about just holding every thought captive. And that's something that I feel like God's really been teaching me in the last even couple weeks. I feel like I've been talking about that in particular with friends 
so much lately, just whether that's a temptation, hold that thought captive. Is it stress and anxiety? Hold that thought captive. Am I immediately annoyed with my husband because of something he did and has nothing to do with him? Like, what is that really about? And again, just filtering it all through, through God and through the lens of Christianity, where you can say like, my feelings are not, not that they're not valid because Mm -hmm. their feelings are valid, but Mm -hmm. they're not the ruler, right? They don't control my day. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I just wrote a thing about that, that we are not slaves to our emotions. We're, we're allowed to feel our emotions, right? God has, has given us the ability to have the emotions that we have, but we're not slaves to them. They don't get to decide things for us. We have to put our emotions under the authority of Christ mm-hmm. and, and speak truth over ourselves, you know? Um, so yeah, I love that. Do you have like a thing that you say, like a, not a mantra or like an affirmation, <laughs> because I know people do have those, but like, is there something that, that God brings to you on a regular basis that you feel like, oh man, I'm so glad he just spoke that over me or put that thought in my mind or put that word in front of me. Is there something that you've been seeing a lot lately? Hmm. Um, goodness. I know it's a, I just totally put you on the spot. (laughs) Um, there's so many, I don't have like, I don't have a motto or anything like that, but, um, yeah, just really, I have been in a season of learning how to give things over to him that I don't have to be in control of everything. Um, and so trying to kind of shift my perspective, perspective has been a word for me for the past couple of years that, um, you can have the same situation and and different perspectives can, it, it can make that situation look completely different. For sure. Um, and so that's kind of what God has been working on a lot in me is just, what is your perspective on this? And are you coming, are you coming to this situation and this circumstance out of your own understanding or out of my understanding, you know, out of God's understanding. So yeah, yeah pers- perspective is a big one for me. Yeah. One of the things that Chistel and I have talked about in regards to that, and I didn't even realize it was exactly what she was teaching, but we were talking about it the other day. And, you know, I had a moment a couple months back where everything just looked grim and I was Mm. sad and pissed off. Like, let's be real. I was like, I was just I was scared. There was a Mm -hmm. lot of fear and anxiety around this. I just remember this day and I I, like, it almost like comes back um, as I'm talking about it. And, you know, I, I do this podcast. I kind of put myself out there in the world as like Mm -hmm. really lean on Jesus. I really lean on God for, for, to sustain me. And, and I don't want to be you know, I don't want to be counterfeit. I want that to be my reality. I don't want to just say it to people and then be full of fear and anxiety. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. Not helpful. So yeah. in that particular moment, you know, my husband looked at me and just said, take your time. Like, I understand this is a lot, take your time. But then when you're, when you're ready, just, you know, make that mental shift. And like, let's, he didn't say like, let's get on with your day, but yeah, right. So many words. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> and guys have, I don't know, guys have such a good, uh, they're just so much better at that. I think than it's we are so sometimes. true. Yeah. But it was funny because literally in that moment, I held those thoughts captive and I Mm -hmm. realized I have all the power to change my mind right now if I wanted to. Yeah. And if I just go ahead and say, all right, God, you know what? This feels terrible. The way I'm feeling right now feels terrible. I'm just going to give it to you. And that way I don't have to feel terrible anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a 30 second shift. It literally went from. I was freaking out and crying Mm -hmm. to, okay, I'm, I'm done with that. And, and I'm not saying that to be like, I'm awesome. I'm saying it to just prove that if again, like where you're rooted is so important because if you're rooted in the word and if you're rooted in Christ and you have that depth where you can say, you know what, you're right. 
I'm done. I'm not going to stew on this and let it ruin my day. Um, there, there is a lot of power in being able to just say, here you go, God. Mm -hmm. And again, it's that burden is light. It's Mm -hmm. that like, it's Mm -hmm. that weight lifted off of your shoulder. And Mm -hmm. I've never experienced that in any other capacity than being able to give things to God Yeah, in my own flesh in my own just selfishness. I love to like, like be in the moment and really follow in it. And God doesn't want that for us. And yeah. so it actually is so easy to give it to him. Yeah. It's about where we are in relation to him. Can't, are we in a place where we can do right. it? Right. And yeah. And I think giving, being able to give yourself grace, I am not good at this. Like this is, that's something that, that God has been working on in me for a long time. I am a perfectionist. Like I want things to be easy. And I think that that's what it is. I think there there's this idol of ease, right? That like, I don't want to work at things, but that's kind of what we're called to do. We're called to work at things. And so I think being able to give yourself grace and say, okay, I am however, you know, 30 odd years old. And I have, I have learned a certain technique, right. Or a certain method of getting through difficult things, um, up until however long. Right. And so there's this like practice period that you have to just keep doing it. Right. And if it's not perfect, it's not perfect. And that's okay. We're not, we're not going to be perfect, but giving ourselves grace to go, okay, that was a baby step closer to the way that I want to react and respond. Right. And so the next time it's going to be even better. It's going to be even closer. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's another one choosing. (laughs) I get to choose what my thought life is. I get to choose what I believe about, you know, myself, about the people around me, about the circumstances that I'm in. I get to choose what I believe about, about God. Yeah. Um, and just being, being okay with choosing what's hard. Um, because sometimes mm. it is hard, right? But that's okay. We get to choose what's hard so that we can be better. We can grow and gain more confidence, gain more peace, gain more, you know, all of the fruits of the spirit. We can gain being more like Christ. And that's, that's good. Even though it's hard, it's good for sure. So how do those hard things translate into your day-to-day, like your real life Mm -hmm, mm day-to-day in the mm -hmm. trenches with the babies? (laughs) What's, what is, what's God showing you as far as just giving yourself grace in, in that? Yeah. So I think prioritizing is a big thing for me. I have to prioritize what is important and, you know, I, I have been called to this business, but I've also been called to motherhood and I've been called to be a stay-at-home mom. And so something that I have been really working on giving myself grace in is really prioritizing what is, what is more important here? Like there is this amount of time, right? That my kids are awake, um, that I need to spend really quality time with them. Um, and so I have to put them first in that. And then there's the other chunk of time that I have when my kids are asleep. And so I can choose to do any number of things, right? Like I can choose to lay on the couch and watch TV or read a book or whatever, or I can choose to, um, to write and to work on my blog and work on my business and, and be prayerful and journal and like spend time with God. Um, so yeah, it's just a lot of in the kind of minute, like every second details, right. Cause you always, you always want to be doing multiple things. I think as women, we're like, we can, we can do so many things at once. I can yeah. multitask all of these, you know, but when you do that, when you do too much of that, you're not really doing anything well, you know? And so I don't ever want my kids to look back and go, well, it was kind of mediocre. (laughs) You were kind of a mediocre mom because you were trying to do so many things at once, you know? So 
You just hit the biggest fear. <laughs> like yesterday, I literally said to Hayden, because he's been, um, I, I won't share actually that part, okay. but he, <laughs> I just said to him yesterday, I'm like me, I'm the problem. Like I'm not yeah. enough for you. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. and he's like, no mom, it's fine. I'm like, really? Oh, <laughs> uh, just, you know, wanting to make sure like, you know, girl, they grow up so fast and yes. the time is super precious, obviously. Yeah. And like you said, just quality, like whether that's going to the park or reading books together or something that yeah. like is, is yeah. memories, they don't have to be these beautiful, big, fancy memories. Just, yeah, you know, I think, you know, me looking, looking back on my childhood, it's like, it's the time it was the time that was spent together versus mm-hmm. the big trip or the big right right that I I got or whatever yeah um how does perfectionism and motherhood uh how do those work out for you Ooh, yeah (laughs) it's not a fun combination (laughs) impossible combination it's an impossible combination yeah Yeah. for sure and that and that is where that grace piece comes in right that like we have to take every thought captive we have to give ourselves grace um it's the only way for me, it feels like the only way to kind of survive and not, not feel like I'm losing my sanity at every point in the day. Yeah. Um, and that, and that extends to my children also, right. Cause if I want myself to be perfect, I want them to be perfect. I want, you know, I want everything to be perfect. So just kind of being self-aware and being able to humble myself and say, okay, <laughs> this is not okay that I'm thinking these things. Um, And just to take a step back and go, okay, what is important? What am I prioritizing in this? How am I being intentional about what I'm teaching my children? Because, you know, I can say whatever, but if I don't act in the same way, you know, if I don't act in accordance with what I'm saying, they're going to pick up on all of the stuff that I'm doing and not what I'm saying. So that has been a big thing, which is crazy to me that my three-year-old is already, she just the other day, I, this was like blew my mind. The other day she um, was drawing a picture and she ripped it. She ripped the paper accidentally. And it was, I mean, it was a freak out. And she got so upset and was crying and crying. And I was trying to ask her, what is going on? Why are you crying? Tell me, you know, use your words. And she finally said, oh, the sweet little girl. She finally said, mom, I want it to be perfect. And I just want to do my best. (laughs) And I almost started crying because I was like, oh my goodness. Mm. And I was able to empathize with her and say, oh, baby. I, mommy wants things to be perfect too. I want all the things that I do to be perfect, but, but it's okay. If we're not perfect, all we have to focus on is doing the best that we can do. Right. And so like getting to teach her that, which is also really cool that God is, is working in my heart as I am parenting them, you know, that I get to say like, you know what? I get it. I wanted, I want everything to be perfect too but it doesn't have to be perfect. And that's, that's not like a realistic goal for us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mm. so yeah, just little moments like that. That's like, man, she's already picking up on so much as a three-year-old. I was not prepared. (laughs) I was not prepared for any of that. You just wait. (laughs) Oh goodness. (laughs) We say more is caught than taught around here. Yes so true. Yeah, it is so true. Want you to be consistent in your words and your actions. And they do, they pick up on that. It's very true. My kids are the same way. You know, it's such, it's such a good point you just made about, you know, God talking to us really through our kids and through these moments, because Mm -hmm. I'm right there with you. I can't tell you the number of times over the years that I've been like saying something to my kid. And at the same moment, like, man, that's convicting on my, myself, yeah. you know, like yeah, absolutely. that's, that's, those are words I need to take to heart too. So I love that. Well, I have to say like, if you're the perfectionist mom, I'm maybe like the opposite end of the spectrum. Of like, <laughs> oh, it's cool that it's ripped. Let's rip some more. Like let's make it a thing. Right. 
Yeah. And I, well, and yeah, and that's the thing I got to say, like, we, we get to choose, right. We get to choose what our next step is. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think maybe this pursuit of excellence can sometimes veer into perfectionism. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with doing your best or doing things in excellence. I actually think that's a great thing to model and to teach your kiddos. But yeah, there is that piece of that perfectionism that is impossible to attain. So, you know, even if we're even if we're, you know, attempting to be perfect and it just comes out excellent, like that should be, that should be, you know, a great, they say shoot for the moon and land on the stars. Right. Like I love that. Yeah. So, well, Kara, it's been awesome chatting with you. I definitely enjoyed our little mom chat and just life and what God's doing in your heart. And just through you, I want you to share with everyone as they're listening, where they can find you online, how they can support you and your blog and your ministry. And, um, yeah, tell us yeah. all about it. Yeah. So, um, my website is gratefulheartsgather.com. There are uh, free resources on there. There's the study that we talked about. Um, and you can also find me on Instagram. It's grateful hearts gather for that as well. So nice. Yeah. I love sharing your stuff. You've always got cute stuff. (laughs) And it's always like, it's very on target with what I think women our age are just seeing in their day-to-day life, what they're dealing with. And I love that you're able to just push it all through the lens of God. And it's just been really, um, really inspiring and awesome to watch you just do your thing. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thanks for coming on. I'll see you around, girl. Okay. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Bye, hun. (laughs) Bye. Hey, friends. Thanks so much for watching, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please make sure to like and subscribe to this channel and hit that little notification bell so you know every time I post something new. Of course, check out Peace Love t-shirts as well. That's where you can get all of our Life Jesus style gear and all my favorite people gear. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope to see you next time. I will make your name famous from now on, so people will praise you forever and ever. Psalm 45, 17. If you liked today's episode and want more info, check out lifejesusstyle.com and hashtag lifejesusstyle on social media.